If my words did glow With the gold of sunshine And my tunes were played On the harp of the strung Would you hear my voice Come through the music Would you hold it near As it were your own It's a hand-me-down The thoughts are Live from Slippery's Bar, it's the historic 10th episode of the Mac and Mike Show. I'm your host, Mike Ron, my co-host, John McGinnis, award-winning producer, Brian Hamm, behind the glass. We're talking music. We're talking shows. Today, we're talking Grateful Dead. John, how you doing? I got the biggest shit-eating grin on my <laughs> face right now, and I can't stop smiling. And you can't stop smiling. Nothing left to do, baby, oh. but smile, smile, smile. There you go. They busted mm. me for smiling on a cloudy oh, day. Oh, <laughs> man, so much, so much here. You got the dead shirt on. I got a little pin. It's the, the only, pin. it's the only, if, uh, if Ham had his shit together. Sing along with me if you know what I'm going to say here. <laughs> But someday oh, we'll be God. on YouTube, and this will be this will be beautiful. Well, you know, guys, if you get some <laughs> lights in here, so this like dark dungeon, then I can record it. We need a light guy, we need a light girl, lady, um, woman. Man, I was gonna wear cares? my I was gonna wear my nutters in, in honor of Bob Weir. Oh, oh, that would have been sweet, like the OP shorts. Oh, that yeah, are yeah. a little too a little yeah, too a little short. Too short. Anyway, Ham and, gets and white, and white and white tube socks. White tube socks. Up. Oh man. Ham gets nervous when my testicles make an appearance. <laughs> 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 Let oh that alone for now. At least we're not talking about Bruce Springsteen in this episode. Oh, thank God, man. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah, I am super excited. Um, I'm nervous because this is a, a big day for me. This it's is a big what day. I've been building up to. I've this is to your sit, band. I had to sit through nine Rolling Stone <laughs> concerts. I had to sit through Bruce seven. Springsteen. Uh, was it seven? Seven. Because seven Stones concerts. Okay. Yeah. Felt okay. like nine. Felt like nine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is it for me, man. This was this was the whole reason I've gotten into this podcast. I'm I'm resigning shortly after this episode. Okay, all right. I'm, well, I'm super sorry excited, to hear that. Um, but I'm a little nervous. There's no way I can uh, put to words what the Grateful Dead has meant to so many people, including myself. Wow. So okay, getting and a little that, mushy here. A little yeah, tear in the eye. that is right, and that is something that you know people that the diehards, the heads, feel mm -hmm. about the band yeah. is that you know it changed their life or gave their life meaning mm -hmm. or. Sent, it, sent them down a road that they may not have gone down. Right. Some good, some bad, probably, right. but yeah. Instead of being a gainfully employed, contributing <laughs> member of society, they well, sold veggie burritos yeah, outside the show. They had trust funds, though. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Like, how many of those guys were actually supporting themselves selling $1 veggie burritos, <laughs> burritos and tie-dyes? Although the tie-dyes are pretty sweet, man. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Shakedown Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah, I've, uh, I've done that a couple of times. Oh, but, you got uh, to. Yeah, absolutely. You live unless you walk down Shakedown Street before a dead show. Absolutely. That's more fun than the show, maybe. Well, the, the, I mean, what the what the deadhead say when he ran out of drugs? Uh, I know the answer to this, so oh, go ahead. Okay, this music sucks, right? <laughs> so. Hey, guys, can you give the folks at home like a quick explanation of Shakedown Street? I don't know if we ever even used the term Shakedown Street when we... It came when later, right? But, I mean, I guess it was just used to like denote the, the scene in the parking lot. Yeah. There wasn't any Shakedown Street. It was just yeah. mass amounts of people and VW vans and, and everything going on. And you could, you could do, see, and get anything you wanted. 
at that at those, I, at those shows at yes. those parking lots. You know? And I don't know if you know. Certainly, when you go to other big rock and roll shows, especially stadium shows, right? There is that parking lot scene. Yeah, yeah. But the difference was, yeah, yeah that you people had people were, living. Right. They were living off what they were selling. They were living off that whole thing. They were yeah. there, and then the next day they were going to be at the next show. Yeah. You know, or on the road to the next show. Yeah. Right. It was a, it was a lifestyle, and this is the way people were living. And it started in the '60s, and it, it went till the mid '90s, and yeah. in in different forms has been back and, and kind of kind of back and kind, kind of, of not. And then kind of, yeah. other bands have taken the rain a little bit. And, yeah. Um, but still, it's a it's a great vibe. I, I definitely know people that didn't dig it. And didn't like it and thought it was silly and and full uh, a bunch of posers out there, you know, yeah. the, the trustafarians and stuff like that. Trust but whatever, I mean, whatever you take uh, take from it, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? You take from it what you want and yeah. you, what works for you, you take. Hey, so tell me, let's get back on track. When did? Not that we're off track, not yet. We'll get there. Uh, when, it's like a Grateful Dead show right here, man. Yeah, it's like right? we're just, just going to go off on tangents, man. Absolutely. Then we'll come back. Then we'll do some drums in space. That's when it's going to get really good. We get the space oh, you said we're gonna part do, of our uh, podcast. When there. you said we're going to do some drums, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Your first memory of okay, the Grateful so, Dead. We always start here. Yeah, so but I don't want to. I don't want to come across as like this Grateful Dead expert or like this super deadhead person that's seen hundreds of shows. So I mean, I got tuned on to them. So this is. What mid '80s, um, in the dark came out, and they had the Touch of Grey, of yep. course, which is their poppiest. Yep. Probably, I don't know if it's their biggest hit, but um, their only top ten hit, right? Is it their only top ten hit? Yeah, I, that's I, what I, I always Casey heard. Jones or Trucking maybe went up there, but maybe not. I don't think um, so. Go ahead. So I mean, that's when I kind of first started hearing about them on the radio. The Touch of Grey, or uh, yeah, Touch of Grey was a, a big pop hit in the mid-ish 80 86 i think that uh in the dark came out yeah. so 87 by the time 87 i was getting a lot of play in the summer and then i was i was lifeguarding and the, the older lifeguards at my at my pool they were a few years older than me were big deadheads okay and they play this music and honestly i was like this doesn't i'm not i don't get i don't get it it doesn't sound great it's kind of <laughs> it's yeah. not doing a lot for me and it's kind of like i don't like anything the more you the if you put the time into it, you get a palette for it, right? Kind 10,000 like hours. Yeah, you really, you really got to work it. You really got to work it. But I did work at it and uh, went to the first, I think my first show was, I thought it was summer of 88. So I went on the, I went on the uh, World Wide Web there and I was looking at all the set lists from the 88 shows I would have gone to, which was RFK. Okay. That was my first show. And I looked at the RFK shows and I didn't remember any of them. I looked on the 89 set list and I said, oh, okay, I remember. Okay. So you think right. summer of '89. So I think summer of '89. Okay. And I remember we got a sticker because the, in the parking lots you would get the, the people would be paying out free stuff everywhere, right? Yes. So you get the free stickers, and it was uh, you can't stop a good time summer RFK '89. And I put it on my window in my bedroom, and I think it's it's still up there. Somewhere. Okay. Well, it's not my bedroom anymore. Okay. <laughs> my parents kicked me out a long time ago. <laughs> really? It's your dad's office now. Yeah, they, they couldn't, get, couldn't wait All to get right. rid of me, man. All right. Well, when you're, if you're home there this summer, I want to yeah, get maybe. a picture of that. Yeah. I want to see this sticker. Uh, who, who'd you go to that first show with? I think, um, I think a bunch of, oh God, so I don't know. I mean, there was a, a big crew we would always go, but I think the, our bigger crew got into it later. So so this is like, what, off after sophomore year or after junior year? What would 88 be? 88 so so would be after junior year, my junior year in high school? I can't remember. So I would, 
88 was Maybe my 10th grade year. So yeah, yeah that's, you guys like that's do an extra year or something. So yeah, I graduated in 90. End, I graduated in summer in 90. 86, 90, 87 was my first 89. year. So this is summer after my sophomore year, going into my junior year. Okay. All right, so I think I went to Lauren Mofflin. So you're going into 11th grade for people going that are American. Yes, yeah. going into 11th grade. Went with, I remember Lauren Moffin, Moffin being in the car. Oh, I've never um, heard that name on yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the, he had a, I don't think we were in his car. We went with, we with some of the older. Lauren. 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 It's a little old, old farty name. <laughs> we're, we're old farts now. So we that's now. finally his name. He's finally grown into it. Good for Lauren. Um, All right. So we went with them, and I can't remember, but later in the years, it was just a, it became a big mass of people, um, extended people, extended friends. And from your became, group, okay. From my, I mean, then other people, and then we got into college, and we're going to shows with that scene, and then everyone, all our high school friends, their friends, and it was, just became a big thing wow. that people were always going to shows. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we never went on tour or anything. We weren't, we weren't, I wasn't that cool or that lucky, or my trust <laughs> fund was not <laughs> that big. non-existent. So, um, but I mean, yeah, just a bunch of people, I mean, you know, I mean, John Cornell is a big one. We're, we're going to maybe go for a, to a show uh, the yeah. Dead and Company this summer. We've, we've been talk, texting about that. I haven't seen them yet. Um, so, yeah, just uh, a hunky bunch of friends. And we went up to Massa Square Garden with a big crew. We went down to, you know, the, was it the Omni in Atlanta? And, yeah. uh, to a bunch of shows that there. Um, um, out to the Hampton Coliseum, although I think it was a Jerry Garcia show I saw out there. I can't remember. RFK uh, caught one in... Um, out in Vegas on the last the last tour, the '95 tour. Um, so yeah, just a big group of people, and the kind of people came and came and went. And uh, a lot of my friends that weren't into it in the beginning were kind of jumped on, not jumped on board, but you know, got into it or, or didn't get into it, just appreciated the scene, I guess, a little more, appreciated the music. Okay. Um, but the biggest deadhead friend of mine was this, this guy Cornell. Who, okay, here you're going who, to show with this summer. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. So okay. uh, he was, he always had the tapes, you know, he was always giving me tapes and making me listen to stuff and, okay. and things. And yeah, so he was, uh, I remember high school, he picked me up, picked, picked me up in his little car, and his car is. You going bump, to swim practice? His, his bumper, no, he going to swim But <laughs> his, his, um, his uh, license plate was Box of Rain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So nice. I, I wish I got that license plate when he, yeah. I think he had to turn it in or something. I don't know. Um, okay. So, so yeah, so that, yeah. that's, I mean, that was. That okay. was the the scene there, and um, yeah, it was just it was fun and. Okay. Well, so I have questions for you uh, more about your your show experience. I will tell you my limited intro to to the dead yeah. was uh, yeah I guess the summer before eighth grade when uh, when the Celtics traded for Bill Walton. And, Bill Walton, big deadhead man. Yeah, Grateful Red, right? Yeah. And man. he was, and that, of course, the '86 Celtics, greatest NBA team of all time. Yeah. Um, they're and they're on TV all the time, and he's they're all the announcers always referenced that he loves Dead. Okay. And I didn't know, you know, knew they were a band. Mm -hmm. Now heard this name Grateful Dead, and in my mind I'm picturing they're a heavy metal band. Okay. This is yeah. what I was yeah, sort yeah, of thought, yeah. you know, like okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by this time, like Walton, you know, he had the short, he was shorter hair, yeah. you know, he certainly yeah. didn't. He didn't look fit the mold of a Dead. No, you know? no, but. Uh, so that was, and then you couldn't have fit in a VW van either. Oh my so, god! You, know? <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> take out a couple rows of oh, seats, maybe. Uh, and then the uh, Touch of Grave video came out, yeah. and Mickey Hart in that video, or Mickey Hart's. Oh, it's Mickey Boston's wear. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Walton's Celtics, Walton's Celtics jacket, jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah jacket. Jack, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know, is Mickey Hart wearing it or is his uh, skeleton? His skeleton's wearing it, right? That was such a funny, yeah. Uh, funny yeah. Oh, yeah, come on, that's fun at the time. Yeah. 
Um, I, I've, I've listened to Bill Walton's um, just highlights of some of his sports casting in yes. his later years, yes. and he will drop Grateful Dead references Constantly. all the time. All the time. And, and his, yeah, it's so funny, right? Yeah. It's so great, funny. Great. And uh, he had this he had this terrible stutter as a athlete, and he became overcame it and became yeah, this, good this really good yeah, answer. Yeah, anyway, awesome. uh, and so, so the Grateful Dead makes miracles, man. <laughs> we got miracles. God. <laughs> it took you 10 minutes to get that one in. Huh? I was just uh, waiting for our prime opportunity. Yeah, and then, uh, so then that would, and that was sort of, you know, the extent of it for me yeah. until probably, you know, senior year in high school and driving around Eric Isler's 1974 BMW and he's playing Skeletons from the Closet a little okay. bit. Yeah. Which is like, you know, greatest hits thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, that, and then, yeah, I remember, mostly remember. Casey Jones off that album is what I remember. Yeah, I mean, Casey Jones and Trucking, okay, the Jones were getting a lot of the airplay even way before the, the Touch of I mean, I had known of those songs, okay. right? But like like anything, those are like probably the two least favorite songs to listen to, you know, or two, not two very popular songs to listen to. Although, when you hear them live, it's still fun, like in the live show. But like on the, you're not going to put them on the radio or I'm not gonna right, put right. songs on the radio. You're not going to ask Alexa for Trucking or Casey Jones, right? No, if, you, if you're a serious fan, this right. is like, and you, but you know, yeah. but, they, but it's a, they're good songs. Yeah, they're good what, songs, but they're what playing. annoys yeah. me when people say, "Oh, Touch and Gray," and they roll their eyes. Yeah, you know, it's like the complaint I have about the Stones' excellent right. Main Street, their yeah. greatest album. No, it's fucking not, right? right? And there's nothing wrong with Touch and Gray. There's a reason it's their yeah. only top yeah, ten yeah, hit. Yeah, it was poppy, and yeah, you hear great. the. I think Brett Midland, their keyboardist at the time, had something to do with that that evolution. Okay. Um, yeah. I know when Pigpen died. Um, um, uh, when Brett Midland early took 70s, over, right? yeah, early seventies, and Brett Midland took over. Their their albums after that, their music after that was definitely a lot less bluesy. And I think I think as they as they were getting to that stage, like I think uh, yeah, I think Pigpen was moving more into the harmonica and stuff like that because they're they're they were kind of evolving into more. I mean, you're getting into the disco era, so you got Shakedown Street. You know, you got you got those yeah. songs that the are the Terrible Station disco. album was yeah. kind of a disaster, right? It was a terrible album. Really? You don't think so? I I love Terrapin Station. Okay. I, I love I the cover. Yeah, the the turtles I, are amazing. I found it very hard. I mean, what I don't know, I can't remember the songs off the top of my head. Off There's only six of them. But yeah, all, all their albums are like you yeah. know four songs on the on the A side, two on the B side. You know, you're like yeah, you know. Um, but uh, Terrapin Station is a great song. I don't know. I can't remember what else is on that album. But um, I think I that was like the entire entire side B was Terrapin Station. Oh yeah, I oh, think yeah. so. Nice. I mean, I. It's been years, honestly, so what, since I've listened to it. I mean, in terms of album, I mean, they'll have, what, they have 13 studio albums. Obviously, they are not known for their studio albums. They're known for their live shows. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, but, but in terms of studio albums, it was the, it was Working Man's Dead in, Dead in American Beauty. Absolutely. In the 70s. That, that was the Big Ben's final, final run with them in studio albums. And, yeah. I mean, that's what really, really launched them from, like, the acid tests yeah. into, into the, more of the mainstream, I guess, or I, into bigger stadiums, yeah. I think so. And, yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, for, and for me, like when, you know, when I, and I saw him in 92, and just kind of for shits and giggles, I just wanted to check out the scene. And, you know, I think it was probably Eric and Glenn and I, probably my friend Glenn Houston from high school, he always kind of spearheaded, oh, let's go to this show, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so we've been listening to Skeletons from the Closet, and so I was like, yeah, I'll go and I'll check it out. I remember not being like, Ter being curious but not like terribly excited about the show yeah. you know I was my first year university yeah. towards the end of it 
they came and picked me up and like okay I'll go whatever yeah. but I wasn't like I could take it so, did you, what, so what did you think of it if you, so you went to that show not knowing a lot about the Grateful Dead no no knowing, knowing kind a lot of, of the music so yeah what? but thinking that like with most concerts you go to well, they're going to play these greatest play hits, songs. Right. Like, yeah, no. I'm going to hear those oh. ones. Yeah, I'm going to hear Sugar yep. Magnolia. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. You hear all, what you hear is like 90% <laughs> covers from old blues yeah. artists from the early 1900s. You're yeah. like, what the hell? Right. And the songs are all about death, dying, cheating. You know, it's, yep. this is a, such a hippie movement, but their songs are not nice songs because there are a lot of them are old traditional songs, right? right, right or right. folk songs, or they're they're pulling Absolutely. calypso, they're pulling blues and jazz. I mean, they're the yeah. quintessential American band when you think about it. But right? and even throwing in tons of cover songs. So they're, they're, they're the know? best like, cover band like, in the world. Of more contemporary, like Dylan, the Birds. Oh yeah, love them. Fifteen, they played fifteen Dylan covers throughout their time. They played, they played okay. fifteen yeah. Dylan, Dylan, yeah, reg regularly in their yep. in their rotation. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, I, you know, I'll come back to my 92 show, but where I was going with this was, you know, I'm, I went to journalism school and went with a guy named Wiley Rogers. He'd seen him. Great about, name, yeah, Wiley Rogers. Wiley. Was, he a, yeah. was he a journalist? He was a genius. He was a genius? Yeah. Like, was like, a genius like journalist? Wiley Coyote. Remember the business card? Wiley oh, yeah. Coyote, Wiley genius. Coyote, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he'd seen 150 dead shows. Yeah. So, you know, we, we would, we would drink together and whatever. And, uh, he, uh. And I, I just told him sort of my history with the dead and said, you know, yeah, like I just didn't, I saw him at that Cops Call scene in Hamilton, that spring mm -hmm. tour nights here, didn't really, didn't really dig it. So you didn't dig it, didn't like the music, it was just, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I was like, you know, I was indifferent, more, yeah. more indifferent about it. And then when this 45 minute drum solo comes on, I'm like, Drums what space, the yeah. fuck is yeah, this? what's going on? You got, I was like, you know, I'm going to get a beer. Got a few I'm people left. up dancing the whole way through oh, it. Oh my God, You're yeah. just like, what's going yeah. on? Oh, yeah. Well, then, you know. Yeah. You got the spinners. The, the spinners, spinners were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went and got yeah. a beer and then came back and Eric and Glenn were sort of just sort of standing yeah. there and, and yeah. just, Drums were still going. Yeah, it's still, still going. <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll come back. I'll come back to the show. But uh, so then, uh, so I said, so I said, yeah, I didn't really dig it. And and uh, why? So what, what? What music do you like? And so I, you know, I told him some of the bands I like, and he said, yeah, you should check out Working Man's Dead in American. Okay. Cool. So I went to Sam the Record Man yeah, on yeah. Yelm Street yeah, yeah. and uh, bought those CDs and. With your Love appreciation it. for country music, yeah. you would, I mean, their early Love stuff is, is a lot, so Love so influenced it. with that, yeah. right? There's so many songs, yeah. I mean, that come from that genre of music, and, and that's why they're the quintessential American band, because they they, they pulled from all mm -hmm. all walks of music, everything. They even got into, they, like, disco, man, they yeah. were down there jamming disco, that Shakedown yeah. Streets is a yeah. disco song, man, right. it's so yeah. fun, so fun, so... And yeah. I, I liked American Beauty a little more than Working Man's Dead, but I love both those albums. American Beauty for me is the is for me the greatest hits album. Yeah. It's yeah. closest you're gonna get. Other other than the live albums are put right. together, right? right. But, I mean that's yeah. that's I also love that nineteen seventy one Skull and Roses live album. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that one. Europe seventy two is quite Europe seventy two, right. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. So then yeah. and then and then from Wiley suggesting that, then I became more then I got started getting back into them again. Which you know sort of led me to seeing them as the the dead and Darien Lake and yeah. outside Buffalo. Okay, and so you saw the dead. The dead. Yeah. It was who was um, Warren was Haynes. Warren Haynes. Okay. Government Mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Allman Brothers Band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I can't imagine it was. I don't know. Can't imagine he would fit that that role very well. Uh, 
I think he was well received. Okay. Yeah. I wow. mean, he's getting good uh, good reviews okay. of what was he's it? doing. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. people really like John Mayer. Yeah. Who's the yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of the Jerry now, right? Right. That yeah. He's. Uh, no, he sounds I, I like good. him too. He I sounds, sounds good. good and I'm yeah. excited to see see yeah. him play, man. Absolutely. Your, body, your before, body's a wonderland, man. From there to the front of the Grateful Dead, like right? what? Yeah, it's crazy, crazy, right? The year before I saw the so in two thousand three they had Joan Osborne was singing the mm-hmm. that kind of one hit wonder okay. what if God was one of us I okay. thought that was a strange mix. okay yeah but uh, um, yeah Warren Haynes when I was there I thought it was quite good I remember they did uh, two Beatles covers okay yeah they're big Beatles she said she dances. said and black yeah yeah the Beatles are so I have a little thing here so um, Bob Dylan is their, their they do 15 uh, Dylan songs Queen Jane approximately they like to do that one and uh, Beatles I have here written 10 kind of 10 Beatles songs that they covered regularly in the rotation Yeah. what's the most covered one? Uh, the most covered Beatles song? Mm-hmm. oh I don't know okay. um, Revolution maybe I, I don't know okay um, I, I don't know <laughs> I didn't get the I didn't get the, the counts there okay. but um before we forget about old John Mayer, apparently he was like swimming in his pool and he didn't know a lot about the Grateful Dead. I mean, he heard of them and whatever, but you know, his parents were like hippies and stuff, but he oh, really? wasn't into, this according to him, uh, you know, he didn't tell me this, but. Nah, well, um, and so, so, wait, so give me a second. I'm just still trying to picture dreamy John Mayer floating around his pool. Oh, he's coming out of the pool. <laughs> Go ahead. Coming out of the pool right now slowly. <laughs> and uh, he, Althea's on the radio, or yeah. I don't know, the radio, whatever's yeah. playing. He hears Althea and he hears the, the guitar lick for Althea and he goes, oh, I really like that song. What's this? Oh, it's the Grateful Dead. And he's, that's how he kind of started getting oh, into their music. Yeah. Althea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And is Sugar E his favorite song though? Or no? I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. But I, if you go on like YouTube and you put in Dead and Company, yeah. what's going to pop up is probably Althea. Probably Althea. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. I, and I might, I might see him this summer as well. Okay. I'm still... I'm committed. I'm fully committed. Okay, well, maybe we should see him together. Maybe we should uh, join forces. Maybe, maybe. Go to a dead show. Be a scene, you know. Go hang out. All right, all right, here we go. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the set list. I knew knew this was coming. I'm excited for this. The set list of the show. I got on the bus, John, March 20th, 1992. Oh, nice. Got on the bus. All right, here we go. It was cold as hell in Hamilton that day. March? I remember there, yeah. Late March. Okay. Outdoor show? This is an outdoor show. No, indoor. Indoor, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a hot arena. Hamilton was trying to get an NHL team way back then. Mm-hmm. Built this Cops Coliseum and never got one. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I've seen quite a few concerts there. Uh, okay, here we go. Set one, Hell in a Bucket. Okay. Althea. Yeah. Oh, nice. Same thing. Brown-Eyed Woman. Mm-hmm. Mexicali Blues. I oh, love that song. Oh, that's a fun song. There's that's that, a fun song. That, that line, uh, I got a girl who's just 14. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's lots of that's lines in, in a lot of these songs, but Mexicali yeah. Blues isn't theirs, right? That's got to no, be. No, no. It's got to be a cover. And then they got a Dylan cover, Maggie's Farm. Oh, great song, yeah. Bird song. Oh, bird song. <laughs> nice. That's and a then song. the uh, first set ends with Promised Land. So Promised Land is a Chuck Berry song. Chuck Berry. Wow. Interesting, eh? I didn't know that. Okay. And uh, Mexicali Blues, I guess, was a. Uh, it's a Bob Weir. Uh, song that he did solo, but it was in the, okay. in the dead repertoire, so I okay. guess it's a dead song. Who, not a cover song. But. So Robert Hunter wrote for Jerry. Who wrote for Bob Weir again? Um, that was John Barlow. Right. Hunter's on the cover of Working Man's Dead. I think he's the one sitting in the doorway. Oh, really? Like okay. the six of them are lined up, okay. and he's the one in the doorway. Okay. It's Yeah. 
That's a cool cover too. It's like that old kind of black and white. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like a cowboy movie yeah, yeah. scene. Yeah. Well, okay. That, that was their. That was their. That was their, that was their thing. That was their thing. Right the blues for the, that short time, yeah. because those albums were made what about six months apart or something like that. Yeah, really close two to albums. That. Yeah, they they busted those out. I think they were coming off of, of a kind of a slow. They came off a bunch of live. I think with some live um, albums. They came off Live Dead, and then they they were just in. A, I don't know, but I mean, they're only like seven songs on each. One. It wasn't like there was this massive output of music, right? <laughs> Well, I read that they had uh, spent so much time, whatever album they did before... Uh, Oxamoxa. How do you pronounce it? Oxam, I don't know. Oxamoxa. Okay, that's Oxamoxa. what I, I, I was afraid to say. It. That, yeah. yeah. So they spent so, so much studio time in that and lost tons of money. So uh, Jerry said, let's bang this out in three weeks. And okay. Working Man's Dead. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Side two of side my, two. Okay, of my side, show. Set two. So hold on. Set two, so, sorry. So, not side two. Set so two. You, wait, let's get, it, let's get in the mood. So the first set just ended. Mm -hmm. And there were no big hits in that song, in that set list. No. I mean, Bird song, Bird song is is magical. I can't believe you got to hear Bird song. That that you're lucky. Um, but but really, no no like really amazing songs in there. Helena Bucket, but they they had that going on. Like not not a great song, but they like the, they play that they a lot. Play, they played it a bit. You know, that was off of what was that off of? That was off of In the Dark. Oh, is it that? Is it, is it that old? Bucket? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that new? I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was a newish song. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think I can't remember. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing off of Skeletons from the Closet. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Yeah. I'm still waiting yeah. for Casey well, Jones. You didn't, you didn't, yeah, you didn't get the big hits. Okay, yeah. but uh, so you so intermission happened, and there was yeah. deadheads all around you that were still dancing through intermission and twirling around. Yeah, and oh, you yeah. were like, what, "What's going on? Yeah, here? what okay. the hell is going on?" And yeah. so, the two starts. They come it, on. They tune for about fifty-five minutes. It says, right. "Yeah, tuning. <laughs> tuning. Two minutes of tuning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shakedown Street. Oh, come on. Yeah." Sweet. Yeah. Uh, then they did a cover, Man Smart, Woman Smart. Oh, I love that song. That is an amazing when they song. Play it? But, they, but they played it early in the set. I've, I've heard it several times, but it was always later in the set. You've heard it several times? Space. Really? Out of coming okay. out of space, they'll they play Man Smart, Woman Smarter, and then, uh, and then you know, kind of wrap it up. Okay. They usually do, like, Good Times and stuff like that. You know? Anyway, go ahead. I'm learning so, a lot today. Man Smart, Woman Smarter. Great. So that is a, that's a um, Calypso song. Who was that guy? Who was yeah. the guy that um, did it? Um, Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte. There you go. There you go. Yes. yes. Great song, man. Yeah. Great song. I love that song. Don't remember them playing it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, and then Dark Star. Oh, you got it. I got it. I got a Dark Star. So when I started, oh started appreciating God. the dead more and looked back in the set list, I said, oh, man, I guess I was now, lucky. Now, if you were on a, on a couple hits of LSD, you would have really enjoyed that Dark Star. Apparently. You assume I wasn't. Well, apparently, that's apparently the big, that's their, mm. that's their, um, that's their, their greatest, like, yeah. you know, psychedelic, right. you know, excursion into whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. Awesome. And then drum space. Yeah, drum space after dark star. Yeah, definitely. And then a song I really love now, the other one. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. That's that was off. That's an early song. That's that's a, that's a song early in their in their. Is it in their existence? Yeah. Okay. Great song. Yeah, I like that song. Cool lyrics. Standing on the moon. Um, I'm trying to place that song. Where did that song come from? Standing on the moon. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Turn on your love light. Yeah, great song. I like song. that one. Great song. And they finished with U.S. Blues. Oh man, great second set. That was a good set. Oh my God, that second God. set is is you throw in a terrapin station in there, man, yeah. or estimate a profit, and you're you're yeah, don't yeah. have anything. It'd be, it'd be perfect. Book, yeah, I don't. That, you know, I mean, you got. Listen, I don't think I looked at my watch more than fifty times yeah. to see when the show would be over yeah, exactly. at the time. But well, the first sets are short. They're less than <laughs> yeah. an hour. Second sets are usually about an hour and a half. That was their second last 
ever Canadian show with okay. Jerry. Okay. They played the next night. That was their last show. Um, and this, the last tour with Bruce Hornsby, he was on uh, keyboards. I remember him playing a little accordion. Um, and he was, you know, not far off his, to my mind, his one hit song. Okay. Yeah. Standing on the Moon, I just checked it out, was Built to Last. Built to Last, which is their okay. last studio album. I think, yeah, the last studio album. Okay, okay but, but great, great. So, uh, so I had a good, yeah, I had a good, good show. I had a good show. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. You, you uh, really enjoyed it. You loved it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I kind of like, I was fascinated by the scene, but not so much that I went now, to another one. Okay, so, so that's interesting. Well, because, I did a man, I guess. Because, the, not that you asked, but the attraction <laughs> for me, for the whole thing, early on was, was the scene, and... It was it was as close to a counter subculture that mm -hmm. I've ever gotten in my life, really. Yeah. Right? Like there's the so growing up in white suburbia, mm -hmm. so much normalcy. It's you know, bland, right? Yeah. And then I saw this scene, I was like, there are all these people doing all this stuff, man. Yeah. And it's totally under the radar. I mean it wasn't. I mean it was a huge, massive yeah. thing, but yeah. in my world, totally under the radar. Yeah. Like there weren't deadheads walking around my neighborhood and stuff like that. Right. I didn't grow up in Berkeley or anything like that, no. you know? Right, right. So it was I was super attracted to it. I thought it was really cool, and and I was, I now, was really taken to the fact that there's all these people doing these things that normal people don't do. Right. Not that I now was very normal. I'm not trying to say that like right. you know I was searching for this <laughs> thing. I wasn't searching for it. It just popped in. You know, you it just appeared before it. me. And I was like, I mean, Remember. I embraced it. I wasn't. I didn't go on tour or anything like no. that. But, but you said you but went. I really to, enjoyed the. You really said enjoyed you it. went to in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 shows. Yeah, yeah. And you started going around 89. So this was kind of the height of their stadium shows. Yes, this and was their from 89 from 86, 87 to 95 was they made. I wrote this down somewhere. I mean, they didn't make a lot of money, but less than a billion on, on total on tours. But okay. uh, like ninety on. percent of it, they came after like eighty six, eighty six to ninety five. Okay. Okay. I mean, they were making forty five million dollars a year on, on their show, on their okay. tours, and, and they're playing like a lot. They're but, playing yeah. a lot. Yeah, they're playing a lot. But they're that's their heyday. But I mean, now that's their that was so. Shows. I want to ask you about because I read a bit about that time in the Dead's you know touring history where like it was a it was a lot more aggressive. Like people like crap, like get you know getting into the shows without tickets. I think like the maybe the younger people that yeah. enjoy I, Touch of Grey and yeah. you know, maybe a little, the drugs were maybe a little um, out of hand. I think it was, and they were getting kind of a bad reputation yeah. for. And the the parking lot scenes were getting more aggressive and a little crazier and a lot more a lot did, more drugs. Did and, the cops used to leave them alone before that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You would just I remember. I mean, it was just like stadium security walking around. Right. I remember if you had an okay. open can, they would. You know, whatever, but there was yeah. just everything everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, but like when I first started seeing them in '89, it was always like for me and from my viewpoint, it was yeah. always just super cool and chill and, and okay. fun. And then by like I remember '94, '95, people getting there were fights and stuff in the parking lots, and there was okay. all these people coming out for the drugs. I don't know how far you are from Chicago, but was there any any thought of going to that Soldier Field show? I mean, not knowing that it would be the last one, obviously. But were you? No. So I saw. So we were out west. I was out in Salt Lake City during that last tour and drove down to Vegas. I had two, two, two shows at Vegas. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I um, got a little minor car. You have a lot of stories with concerts and, and car accidents. Yeah, then, you know, you know and, and driving down to Florida or, or Mardi Gras or somewhere. Um, so we got in a little car accident and um, I unfortunately got split up for my group and I uh, didn't make the first show because my friends had the ticket and I didn't catch back up with them. Found them the second day, second, went to the second show. Um, I had to fix my car, which was only a few hundred bucks, but at the time that was a lot. But I was the plan was after those shows, because I was leaving Salt Lake City, 
um, I was going to go up to Shoreline Amphitheater and catch those shows. Um, Shoreline, Shoreline where's up that? in um, California. Where's that? Where's the Shoreline? I don't know. Or, or is that, is that, is that up in, in, in Seattle? I was thought I was going to say, oh, say Washington, Washington, but yeah, Washington. I'm not sure. Northwest somewhere. Okay. Um, but then I spent my money fixing my car, so I didn't have the money to, to get there. Like, I didn't have tickets. I was going to, this was my time. Like, yeah. I was like, like, I remember graduating from university and sitting, dad sit me down. And I said, dad, I'm going to go tour the Great Dead. And he said, no, you're not. And so I didn't. But this was my, like. So you didn't? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. yeah that was, it was a short-lived conversation. And, uh, but anyway, so this is after university. So I wasn't, wasn't going on tour, but I was going to follow, you know, follow them for a few shows and see what happens, see what yeah. I can make, make happen. But okay. I blew all my money and I had to go back to Salt Lake City. Yeah, my no and, miracle came. Yeah, no, there was no miracle. Okay. In fact, I had the anti-miracle. In fact, the second show, <laughs> the second show in, in Vegas, I had the first night show. And I miracled someone the first night show. And I said, yeah, it wasn't a miracle, obviously. Right. But I was like, here you go. Good luck getting in. Yeah. Maybe you can get in. He was like, thanks. And he, Did you ever just say that? No, no oh, idea. yeah. I was a long-haired yeah. dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Shirt on. yeah I, saw, <laughs> I think I saw him in time. <laughs> so, the best venue you saw him at? Ooh, good question. I got to say, those Madison Square Garden shows. Oh, really? Were amazing. Like, okay. It was a little smaller, but it's also New York City. So, it was this crazy scene like you're man, man uh, Madison Square Garden is in Manhattan like, I've been to Madison Square Garden yeah in Manhattan like there's yeah. no big parking lot there's nothing no, right? no. It's, it's and so there's there's deadheads everywhere up and down the streets from when you get to a couple blocks come off the subway you get a couple blocks of Madison Square Garden or maybe you're coming off it's the subway it's taking over it's just like deadheads everywhere and I remember after the show that everyone's out there the, the big drum circles and then this, the drum circle started going down the street in Manhattan and just into Manhattan. So we followed him for a couple blocks and then it was just like, hit Wall where the Street hell are or we? Right? Yeah, I don't know. We, funny enough, yes, we were on Wall Street that night. Oh after my the God. show, after the show, it was just this crazy That's scene. Hilarious. And, and um, it was later on too. So I'm, I was at college at this point, maybe. 92, 93, I don't know, okay. 94. So I, was, I knew okay. a lot more about the music. Okay, I yeah. liked the music. I listened to a lot more. So like those were the shows where I was going to and writing down the set list on my ticket stub and, oh, yeah. you know, and everything. You know? And you still have those stuffs? I don't know. There's no okay. I think so much. My mom threw them away <laughs> a long time ago. I was but, at Madison Square Garden in 94. My buddy Eric, this is Eric Isler and I, same guy. We bought... Uh, fake tickets for a Knicks Bulls game. Oh, did you? Yeah. Really? Because that's the other thing I was going to say about these shows is even from when I first started going, there were fake tickets everywhere. There were fake Ridiculous. tickets. Yeah. So you buy tickets and they were fake and you couldn't get in. We ended up like, buying a real set and yeah. getting in, but I swear they looked exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. Yeah. Who's ever... So you got up there and they were like, like they could tell. Yeah. There were no scanners or anything in those days. I don't remember. It was just like you had the ticket and that was it. I can't remember if there was a scanner or not. Yeah, so they yeah. must have figured out. They yeah. must have known. Yeah. 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 So, interesting. So, uh, best show. Any show stand out of those 15 to 20? Best show. Okay, so best venue. That you've seen. Any show that sticks out as the best one? I, not, there's not one that I'm like, this This was the best. I mean, we saw them. I mean, I, I don't know. No, no, there's not one. That, okay. I mean, there's, there's songs that I remember. There's this whole scene. But they all kind of blend okay. into one yeah. kind of just sure. scene and... And the music and the friends and, and stuff like that. I, um, we were on the we were on the floor one time, in um, at RFK and they played the music never stops and it was just that was sweet. Um, okay, on the floor. Yeah, we were on you're the never floor. on the floor. I was on the floor. I don't know how I was on the floor. My friends bought the freaking tickets, man. <laughs> I was like, seriously, I remember looking up, going, guys, let's just God, go up there. Look at all that space. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm always fascinated with. Cornell 77 like if you know of course this to deadheads this is like oh this is the best show yeah. and like was it Barton Hall May 8th 77 or something like that yeah. and it's like 
What? How I mean, is this? There are some connoisseurs out there that like, oh, the early '60s stuff, then the late '80s, late '60s stuff, yeah. and oh, this and that, and then like, yeah, I don't know. They, there's certainly songs, there's certainly shows that I went to that you leave and it was like, you know, the music wasn't the best, it wasn't great. Okay. Uh, certainly, you put on some stuff on YouTube now, and then you'll hear some things. They're like, you know, they're not really, really doing it. Then right. you sort of hear some just amazing stuff. But I mean, I don't know. Okay. I don't know why that is considered the best. Maybe they were. Well, I think, and probably it has a lot to do with. Probably it was a good recording when yeah. the, the tape, the sound, the, the tapes, soundboard recording yeah. was good, yeah. and everything was crisp, and right. and they weren't messing up and right. And, and stuff. I think, yeah, and they were probably coming on. You know, they were probably been touring for a while, and yeah. you know, really, yeah. really hitting it. But yeah, I, I mean, and I've read just you know when I you know doing research for this that this nine this ninety two tour that I saw that was generally not a great mm -hmm. not a great tour. Okay. But this you know the show That's I saw it. they said was okay, it was pretty good and yeah. I mean there were some some tours I remember where Jerry wasn't feeling best mm -hmm. and I remember I remember like one tour he was wearing shorts and I was like, Oh my god, Jerry's wearing shorts. Yeah. It's amazing. He looks so good, you know, <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was cheering but, for him. I mean right? his his health was up and down, right? Yeah, like his definitely. his addiction to Yeah. Heroin was, you know, it would come and go, I guess, from, from what the people say, I don't know. Yep. But, um, so I'd imagine sometimes he was doing well and sometimes he wasn't. Right. And, I mean, the whole thing's experimental, right? Like, they, they're, they're a live band, so, I mean, you're going you're gonna to go through a couple bad shows to get a good one, be, right? Yeah, I mean, And that's the thing, if you were on tour and that was it, and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll tease a song in, in one show and play it the next, they'll play one verse of dark star in one show and then they that's play anything and they'll play like the, the, the next verse and then they'll wrap it up i remember we we're in rfk and we were leaving and uh we were walking out and some guys were like when are they going to finish dark star and i was like when are they going to start it they're like oh they started it some other day you know a couple of shows ago or whatever they played the wow. first verse i was like oh shit man that's kind of cool that you is know? really cool yeah, so we've heard but you gotta you gotta be in for the long yeah, haul yeah, so you want to hear the last one you know or something oh, I, actually may, i'm pretty sure it was dark star i can't remember yeah. what it was so you had talked about how kind of this, you know, the group that you went with kind of grew sort of over the years. And when I, this guy Wiley from from journalism school that, uh, you know, kind of got me back interested in the dead. And I partied with his friends a couple times. And there was like, this was like a big group. And this is probably like, yeah, like 15 to 20 okay, people. Yeah. And they all loved the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Like this is, this is bizarre to me. Because like if you take... Like take your Utilia crew if you got those guys together, and there are five, ten of you, you'd have ten different favorite bands. Oh yeah, definitely. But they these were all guys the dead. all well, so, like I go to their, like we go to someone's house. Yeah. They're playing the dead. Then we drive to a bar. They're playing the dead yeah, in the car. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone yeah. loves it, and like that's just not. It's got to be. It's got to be the scene, the drug scene, yeah. that sort of. You know, I think the music's an afterthought almost. It, it is. I mean, it's part of it, right? But there's a, a bigger part. There's there's a lot of other stuff going on. My crew, uh, if I call them my crew. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, we were a dance crew. Yeah, yeah right. Picture us. Like, Cornell was, Cornell was a deadhead. I was probably second. And then um, the rest of them were just going because they just like to go to shows and just for fun. Okay. Um, you know, they really wasn't that into them. Um, Mike Nicolosi. Um, Heard that name before. Nicolosi, yeah. Swim practice, maybe. No, yeah. Nicolosi, where would you have heard Nicolosi have come up? I don't know. Um, so Nicolosi would, would come to shows with us, but he did not like the dead at all. He's Pink Floyd. Love Pink Floyd. Okay. This maybe came up in one of these times. Maybe, but maybe. Love Pink Floyd, and he was yeah. like, Pink Floyd's great, I'm like, the dead's great. But he would come to all the shows with us, you know? Yeah. And um, when Jerry Garcia died, Brendan and I were living in, in Hawaii, 
and I'd gone to my shift at the restaurant, and I came okay. back from my shift, and as I came back, I did. I think I was doing breakfast, and I came back, and she was already gone for lunches at a different restaurant, and she wrote me a note, and Brett is not a does not not a deadhead at all. No, and, and from it. apparently and not a fan of the podcast. Not a fan of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just become <laughs> evident. Um, so I can slag her because I know she's not going to be listening to this. But um, so she writes me this note and says, "Sorry, I'm the one to tell you this, but Jerry Garcia died." Uh, it's like holy cow. So she, yeah, she tells me, yeah, she tells me that Jerry Garcia has died. Mike Nicolosi, who did not leave the Dead, somehow finds my number, whatever, calls me up, and just like, oh my god, this is I the can't point, believe, man. yeah, yeah, can't believe it. Um, he's at this point, he's living in Chelsea, New York, so he's way into that uh, scene, you yeah. know, and uh, so not so far removed from the Grateful Dead scene. Calls, tracks me down, finds my number somehow. in Hawaii. In Hawaii, this is before internet days, right? Tracks me down and, and gives me a call and says, I can't believe well, he's he, dead, man. Like, that's... maybe he just called your dad and he gave him the number. First thing, so hard, right? You gotta like, pick up a phone, call one hundred and eleven. Hopefully, like, hopefully someone answers. You don't get the phone answer. So yeah, we probably took him one freaking phone call. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it's the same phone number from high school which he had anyway. So yeah. anyway, anyway, he's okay. the one that calls me and says, I you know, calls me and says, I can't believe he's dead. I just remember all those good times we've had. He's just a big part of our you know upbringing yeah. in our lives and and that this nice kind of thing. And every other time you talk about Grateful Dead, he was just slag it, you know. Right. But right, right. But, yeah. yeah. But he isn't it kind of were the tickets kind of expensive? I mean, relatively, like if you don't like them, you're going just for a party. Like, I remember like high school, you would go time, out. Right? You would go out in the morning. We go. We would sleep over. We go out in the morning real early and stand in line and get okay. tickets and come back and like get the ticket. You would get tickets for everybody. So you right. come in at like break time. Okay. And like the hero walking in. Yeah. Doling that ticket. Show that show tickets. Wow. Yeah. We kind of glazed over Pigpen Twenty Seven Club. Is he? He's 27 Club. So, okay. so it was right. Brian Jones, and then it was Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, then it was Big Ben. Big Ben was 27. I thought he was, was he looked older. Yeah, he looked old. And he Ooh. was, well, booze had taken a hold. Like, yeah. I think the day he died, he, was, like, did he, he had drank. He had bad acne as a kid. He had that pockmarked face. Yeah, he was not a good looking guy. He looked like, no. a, blues, like a blues guy. No. Like, like he's. he's uh... Apparently, he hooked up with Janis when oh, they were on that. Uh, yeah, see, there's the. the uh, what's up. Festival Express? Okay. Isn't that, did you ever watch that movie? No. That doc? He's 27 Club. Um, after, um, so after Pigpen was, um, uh, Constantine, what's his name? Keith, no, yeah. Keith Goodchild, sorry, Keith Goodchild, yeah. uh, died, died as well. Um, How'd he die? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Um, then we have Brett Midland died. They all died young, right? so it's not. And then Vince Wellnick, who died in yes. 2006, but was, well, so he didn't die during the process, but was the, kind of the last keyboardist. So they're like this. They're, they're just, yeah, the keyboardist didn't fare well. No, they're like the Spinal Tap drummer, right? Right. Um, right, right. <laughs> and then um, John, what's his name? John Constantine is still alive. I search. I swear. I I swear. I watched something. I watched a, a documentary. Read something. I don't know where Phil Lesh said, "At the height of our powers, we could have been anything. We became a corporation." I couldn't find that quote anywhere. Oh, really? Okay. was more of like ah the music's for the people and we're one you paid for it yeah. my understanding of yeah. it but do you think they have regrets about 
you know, the direction of of that sort of thing? I mean, I don't know. Like, Jerry, see, from the documentaries you watched, Jerry was just in it for the fun and the music. So, I mean, he didn't want the responsibility of driving the ship. You see that documentary where they're they're in in Europe and they they, they dosed the entire um, press corps. For at the at one of the at one I of the did, shows, yes, yes, so yes. everyone's just tripping, and yeah. then the, the photographers like these are like yeah. deep French guys that these are straight as anything. Yeah, and they're all Phil Lesh loved to do Phil that, Lesh, right? Yeah, Phil Lesh, which is interesting because Phil Lesh was a classically classically trained classically trained. Um, I forget was his instruments, but he, he was classically trained and just came into the Grateful Dead because he met Jerry Garcia and, and Jerry Garcia was playing in a jug band at the time. Anyway, it, it's kind of evolved and he just picked up the bass because they needed a bassist type of thing, right? right. But um, and so it's interesting that I mean he would be the, in the in the documentaries well, at least yeah. he's way into the act. Yes, and, and he does not look the part. No, does not look the part at all. He looks like an accountant, yeah, right? Like, like, howdy doody or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, really strange looking dude. Yeah. Um, Okay. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think they ever became. I mean, they, they, they the, it, the fans made them a corporation, right? Like, I guess. they just kind of it seems like they went with it. I don't think there was ever a, a, a plan right. for this stuff. They let people take their concerts for free. They're like, whatever. Yeah, that, we I just, thought that was that cool. was always super that was cool. cool, right? That's great. And then their, they, their record label at, at some point was freaking out. Yeah, everybody. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would imagine it drove of sales as well I mean yeah. record sales I mean you get the music out there the music for yeah. the people so I, I don't know yeah. I know there was problems and strife of course as there would be with any band for that long and then, then, then the money becomes, becomes becomes real I don't know I don't know what happened I don't think they became a big corporation they didn't become like U2 or you know no but I guess I mean like you can buy think of any any household item anything you can buy it with a dead logo on it yeah but is that them or is that someone just well, they're getting, they're getting a piece of it. Are they? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They have a connection with the Stones, with Altamont. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they uh, yeah, yeah. connect episodes now of the the Mac and Mike show. Let's talk about the Stones. And, and, and perfect. Get back Springs to my wheelhouse. <laughs> Why not? But uh, they were, I guess they have, well, you know, there's different accounts. But they they, they, uh, they the recommended Angels, the Hells Angels, Angels for security, in, yeah. which was a fucking disaster. I mean, that, that was the... When was Altamont? 70? Uh, late 69. December 69. Yeah. The end of the era. That, 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 that ended it. That was right? it. And the dead just got up and took off. Well, yeah, they were smart enough to. The yeah, the, the helicopter landed. Yeah. And uh, and they said, oh, uh, no, we don't like this scene. Yeah. And, they, no. and they took off. You know, yeah. I mean, just, I think the, you know, it was just such a crazy show at that time, right? Yeah. The whole thing. They changed venues at the last minute. The stage was like. A foot and a half off oh, yeah. the ground, you know. I mean, my yeah. God, you imagine something like that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. New Speedway Boogie, I think, yep. is a song That's about right. that. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seemed like it, it was a bad deal all around, and, and yeah, yeah you, I mean, it, it, it just makes you wonder. Like, there must have been sober people that took down the stage and set up the stage. That's not a, that's not an easy feat. And they had the wall of sound, right? Yeah. Like the loud, they were the loudest think, bound yeah. band yeah. in the world. But I don't think any of those guys were sober. But like they had to like you like well yeah they yeah, they got by but I mean like there were you don't hear about all these people dying setting up I mean this is what they set up some massive equipment right and they had to take it down and get it to the next place so there were drivers and stuff like yeah. somebody back there was running the show yeah. and made sure it ran sure because the the, the band members were not right? no. no 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 but that and that wall of sound was like that was something right yeah. I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but. For all, I mean, Altamont, that wouldn't have been 
set no, up. They would, no, they would have yeah. been coming in. Some of the, the, produ- else, the yeah, producer, yeah. whoever, yeah. the promoter would have set it up. Right. So, yeah, and it's funny know. because Altamont was like, it was supposed to be Woodstock West. Yeah. And, and Jerry Garcia said like, yeah, when they have, we had like our worst our worst gig ever at Woodstock. And yeah. he said, yeah, it shows you can fuck up in front of <laughs> half the world and it doesn't yeah. matter, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Don't yeah. eat the brown acid. Don't, <laughs> don't eat the brown yeah. acid. Yeah. Right? Oh my yeah. It was raining. They were getting electrocuted, weren't they? As they were on stage. Oh, my God. What's your favorite song? Okay, so this is interesting. Because I, I kind of knew this, this question was coming. Really? Yeah. Am I that and, predictable? And, well, it's just, you know, it just seems like an obvious... One answer. So my Grateful Dead, my favorite Grateful Dead song. So is this hard because it's like, what's your favorite cover song? What's your favorite Grateful Dead song? Okay. What's your favorite song that you'd like to hear that you'd like to hear in concert? Okay. Um, or what's your favorite, favorite song that you've never heard in concert or you don't remember hearing in concert that you would like to hear in concert? Okay. Right? right. So I got a bunch. Okay. But so my favorite Grateful Dead song is a song called Peggy O, and mm-hmm. it is it's a it's a cover. Uh, it's uh, like like most of the songs. It's a cover. Uh, it's an Irish ballad that was brought over, um, and then adapted. The Americans, you know, American artists adapted it. But Dylan sang it. Simon and Garfunkel sang it. Joan Baez sang it, uh, and and the Dead sang it. And I I love it. But it's a cover song, so I, I can't pick that one. Okay. Okay. Um, the sh- uh, if I could go to a Grateful Dead show right now and ask for one 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 um, one song, song it'd be terribly safe. Um, my favorite Grateful Dead Surprise song. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, my favorite Grateful Dead song, so I, I jotted a few down. Um, I mean, maybe Scarlet Begonias, if I was just going to listen to, like, not be in a show, and I don't want to hear, like, a 15-minute rendition of a song. I just want to put on a song that's fun and jazzy and a good time. Scarlet Begonias, Shakedown Street, China Cat Sunflower. Um, I play, I play, I play um, Jack and Rowe on the guitar, and I play um, yeah, okay. me and my uncle on the guitar. Oh, I like me and my uncle. Yeah, that's a that's song on too. my uh, that's on my list here. Yo, yeah, you told me how great China Cat Sunflower is, and so I listened to it a few yeah. times this week. Yeah. yeah, the guitar, you don't like that? That dancing I, guitar. Yeah, I like it. The lyrics are weird as shit. Yeah. Oh well, it's a, a NASA trip. It's a song about NASA trip. Okay. Crazy cat peeking through a lace yeah. bandana like yeah. a one-eyed jester, like a diamond one-eyed jack, a leaf of all colors, blade with golden string up fit a, string fit up to a double. She waterfall all over my back. What the hell? What does that happen? mean? What did just happen? Yeah. What the hell is that? That doesn't make any sense. I'm a I'm probably mutilated. I'm I'm probably mutilated. Guy, right? I've been known to mutilate a few lyrics on this show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mutilated Cheeseburger in Paradise, man. Jesus. Don't stop now. But anyway, so, but yeah. great, but yeah, I mean, okay. China Rider, um, yeah. Scarlet Fire, you know, they have these. Um, yeah, they go they together. These, right? Yeah, help, these, help Slip Frank, you know, yeah. all these these things that go together. Yeah. So um, I think that uh, that's uh, uh, Franklin's Tower, and what goes with it? Uh, help, help, on the way. help on the way, slip not Frankenstein. I yeah. think I'm not 100 sure, but I think they played that. The Dead played that when I saw them in '04. Mm. Yeah. They also played trucking. Every time they're near Buffalo, they play trucking. Oh really? Because yeah. it's because of the line, right? Yeah. Trucking up to Buffalo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I so I so I swear to swear to you, I've been at a show where it's been raining. <laughs> and they play Here Comes Sunshine. Oh, Jesus. And the sky oh, Just clears. stop right now. I swear to God. Man, I swear. I swear to you. God. Jesus loves you. the Grateful Dead. I remember... Um, I remember <laughs> He's not touching that. I remember, um, I remember being at the, the Capitol Center, the old Cap Center, and they, okay. they, they encored with This Will Be The Last Time. And we were like, oh my God, this is the last time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess magical things happen when you really want them to happen, right? Yeah. Like, 
And he's only looking when you're looking for this, the the signs, you know, the you'll sign. see them everywhere. Right? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. You did tell me the dire wolf story that I didn't didn't realize. Yeah, dire but... wolf. Thing, I guess he had. A, I don't remember. This was in the seventies or something. He had a, in the seventies. Okay. I, I don't remember. I yep. think it was maybe way before my time. And um, yeah, there was a death threat on him, so they, he opened the dire wolf on that. Yeah. On that show, don't murder me. Don't murder. Right, yeah. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. I love that song. I'm a huge. Yeah, I love okay. country music. I love old country music. Okay, so hold on. Let me guess. Let me Here guess. we go. Go ahead. Um, what, what do I love that the dead do? Okay, so if you like country music, you know, like like uh, covers. I Bertha. Mean. Oh, okay. Okay. But I oh, covers. covers. Yeah. Mama tried. Mama tried. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, El Paso. Yeah, Marty Robbins. I El love Paso. El Paso, yep. man. Yeah. One more really stands out for me. What's, what is it? Yeah, me and Bobby McGee. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you asked about the Beatles and what was yeah. their biggest Beatles cover. I don't know if this is the biggest one, but I remember Hey Jude a lot. Yeah, which Hey was Jude. Freaking I would see a lot. And uh, The Weight by the band, they covered that. Yes, That's yes. such an amazing one. They covered that. Yep. It's amazing. They played that on uh, Saturday Night Live. They've been on Saturday Night Live a couple of times. Oh, really? They played that. I remember it was Jerry. Um, um, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Hornsby, <laughs> yeah. and um, and the rest of the band, and it was just it was so the most like amazing. early nineties then, right? Yeah, it was a freaking amazing. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Good. Um, I guess probably most of my favorite songs would be off the uh, Working Man's yeah. Dead or okay. uh, Ripple. Well, I love Ripple. Yeah, love Ripple. Ripple. They didn't play that one very often in concert. I was looking at like how many they, times they, they played they these songs. They closed it at that Darien Lake show. Did they? Nice. Yeah. I think um, St. Stephen is like their mm -hmm. most played song after Drums in Space. St. <laughs> Stephen? Really? I think so. I think Jeez. I saw that. Saint or, uh, yeah, I Warf Rat I also love. What, yeah, what's, that off, what's that off of? I, I know it's on the Skull and Roses live okay. one. But yeah, I don't Old know. Man Down. Yeah. Down by the docks of yeah. the city. Love it. Uh, I know you riders, sugary. Broke Sugary, down, broke down Palace. Broke down Palace. Mama, Mama, many worlds I've come since I first left home. I love that line, yeah. and I looked for a T-shirt for all those years with that on, on the on it because you did so much, so many T-shirts. Yeah. Are you and kind? And I remember the um, remember a guy had Mama, Mama, many worlds I've come since the first left home. And I had a T-shirt on. I begged yeah. this trade shirt. This trade, I'm a big shirt trader. Yeah. You know, like, World Cup. Trade shirts. This trade. Yeah. Trade, <laughs> oh, you got to trade shirts at the World Cup. And I was like, this trade shirt. He's like, no. I was like, come on. Not no, doing it. No. I love that one. It yeah. offered a veggie burritos in my oh. pocket. You yeah, know, right. Like, come on. That's <laughs> yeah, from the last show. It's, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. You can still get a buck for it, man. Come on. Oh man. Oh. Uh, yeah, so so if you songs. now, if you, I, I'm clearly not a fan like you are. If you see Dead and Company this summer, yeah. are you, are you going to be like? This wasn't like it was when Jerry. No, was there. no, no. You're no, gonna be no, okay. No, you separate them. Yeah, okay. and in fact, I'm actually it, no. It's a, you know, totally different scene. Yeah, I'm in a totally different period of my life. Like I'm, I like I remember going to like the shows and just kind of like switching off reality and just yeah. going into like this is just an escape right now. But now it's not. Now I'm just going. I'm, I'm actually this time I actually want to go and listen to music and right. it's not anything else. Like, I'm not gonna like. I don't even know if that even happens anymore. Right. Oh, what's happening? No, no, it doesn't happen still, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll be dropping acid and carrying <laughs> on. Absolutely. I definitely don't think I'm doing no. that. No. <laughs> no but, way, man. But no, like, I don't think, like, yeah, I know. I'm definitely going. To, I know I've listened to enough Dead Dead and Company. I'm like, they're all over, like, YouTube. Yeah. And I, I yeah, really, like, really like the sound. Yeah, they sound really, really like, good. Really like, yeah, I think they're great. And I really like what John Mayer's doing. And and Bob Weir's already said, like, in interviews, like, when I'm dead and gone and I rise up, I look down and I see John oh, carrying okay. this song, really? carrying the, the music on. Oh, 
things, right? So, a lot so of pressure. He is, though. Yeah. Definitely. Has he kind of given up his solo stuff for this? Or I don't know. I think I've seen John Mayer. Because the Dead Company don't plug, tour that often. And when they do, it's it's not like the old days, right? No, so I think they got plenty of time. So he must be doing some stuff on his own, too. Okay. Right? Like okay. all those guys, like there's, it's only it's only it's only um, Bob Weir, Bill Trutzman, and Mickey Hart, right? Yeah, Lesh does everybody. his own yeah. thing. Lesh, he, Lesh is down. He's the Terrapin Station. He's Terrapin. He's got his yeah. restaurant Terrapin yeah. Station, yeah. some ritzy town in Northern California, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Mar- 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 Marion County or something. I think like so. That. Something like that. Yeah. Now, uh, is Rat Dog done then? Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Rat Dog in, in ages. And Phil oh, Lesh Weir, Rob Wasserman. That was it. I was trying to think of what I saw. So I saw Jerry Garcia Band. I saw Weir Wasserman. I think uh, that was there. They they toured a lot together. Okay, um, I, I don't know Bob anything Weir, about Rob Wasserman. I think Rob Wasserman had the stand-up bass. Okay. And then Merle Hag, um, Jerry toured with tour with Merle Haggard. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, when I see them this summer, if I see them this summer. Five-hour drive from Collingwood to Pine Knob in northern Michigan. You know, I don't know. It's, there's probably still going to be half the songs, and like I don't fucking know what this is. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I there was. I remember even when I was when I knew it was going oh, at on. The height of your, doing my height of my writing the, the the songs down. I remember like there were still songs I'd be like, I'm not sure what this one is, and they they because they would do. They would do some songs live, obviously, especially in the early days. I yeah. remember there'd be albums that would came out and they had already done them all live. They'd been yeah. in the repertoire for a while. But they were still like, they did this like Karina and Liberty and there were some other songs that came in late that I don't know if they were ever on an album or not. Okay. Um, out on the road today, I saw a Deadhead sticker on a catalog. Oh man, great, great. So I actually, I was a big Don Henley fan, but I was probably, I didn't, that, that song was from like, what, 84? Building the Perfect Beast. I wasn't list. I was. I saw a bunch of Henley concerts, but wasn't going until sort of high school. So mm-hmm. yeah. But I love that line. Yeah. And like you know, oh, the the old the aging flower children have all sold yeah, it and yeah. bought their Cadillacs. Got the and, Cadillacs. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the whole the whole the whole hippie movement, right? That are game doctors and lawyers. Yeah, and absolutely. They were worried about Jerry, apparently, and they would try to take uh, some time off from touring. But he and just Jerry went with someone just, else. Yeah, yeah, so they were like, well, let's not do that because we'll just go. Right. <laughs> right. He won't stop. He'll just go with his own band, Jerry. Right, Man, right, right. And do so much that the guy wouldn't uh, just like to play. But I wonder if it wasn't a bit of like a Muhammad Ali thing where like it's so many hangers on, so many people that were their livelihood was based on, you know, whether the dead would tour or not, yeah. whether Ali would fight or not, yeah. and they would keep going at the expense of... Keep pushing them to go, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it, and, I remember you said he, he what is he, 50, 55 when he died? 55 when he died, I think. Yeah. I remember when he, when he died, the Rolling, Rolling Stones came out with uh, the, the, you know, the memorial edition. Rolling Stone, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. was it on the front cover that it was the um, outline of his hand? Uh, yes, I think he was so. Missing the, missing the ring middle, finger? Yeah, was it yeah. the ring finger or middle finger? I thought the middle finger. Middle but, finger, yeah. 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 Was it was missing the middle finger because he got chopped off? Childhood you know, accident. Childhood right? accident with yeah. a chainsaw or something. Was it? Okay. Right? Or yeah. like a hatchet, maybe they were chopping wood. Must have not been chopped hatchet or something. But yeah, so I had I had that I had that, and I was like, man, I'm keeping this. And then, in long story ish, uh, I had to give it up for somebody's who was making a birthday present for their significant other, and promised they would get me a replacement, but they needed it, and so they had it framed and gave it to him. And I had, still had the pristine version of it. Never saw it again. Never. Who saw was it? Let's let's out them right now. No, I can't do that. I can't really? Do that. I can't do oh that. my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Thirty yeah. people, uh, twenty-eight yeah. people could could yeah. know right now. Jesus this person Christ. could live in shame oh, yeah. forever. Well, it uh, may have been my sister-in-law's 
ex. Okay, I didn't know it was family or yeah. ex family. Okay. Yeah. So, All right. anyway, I don't yeah. have that. It'd be worth gold right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You probably, probably, you could probably, probably get one on like eBay for, yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, any, uh, any last words on, on, I don't want this to end. I don't want it to end, man. I'm just looking through my notes and trying to figure out if I can mm -hmm. prolong this. Um, you know what I'm going to do next podcast if I'm still around, if you have my resignation letter is not accepted is I'm bringing out this bringing the dead up for the next four or five episodes man God, that's tacky who would uh, do that yeah. um yeah I don't know I just I've said, said it before but I just think they capture so much of so much of the American heart and spirit they, they were born out of the, the beatniks yep. right they were born out of the Allen Ginsberg's um yep. Uh, you know, Jack Kerouac's, yeah. and then they, that they came played at the acid test, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah, the Merry Pranksters, yeah. um, Cameron Talking Easy. and stuff. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were on board, and they came out of that, and that's just, and they came from all walks of life, uh, or they're, they're, they were influenced, sorry, from, from so many different genres of American music, Americana music, and, and, and they made it their own, and they just, they never had any intention to be big, and they just kept playing, and, and they made it, man. That's, yeah. It's awesome, and I and I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I yeah. think I think I mean at this point in our lives, I think people I hang out with at least appreciate it. Like I can appreciate, oh, yeah. you know, Bruce Springsteen. Can you? I, th I think you're on I the did. record. I think I did. Thank you. Uh, I can appreciate like oh. not that necessarily. I appreciate that. But um, I think I think people I think even Brenda's come around a little bit. Like like when I said I was going to the show, I was going to meet Cornell and go to the show. She's yeah. like, oh, thanks for the invite. And I was like, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> You, you want to come? Do. You want to yeah. come to the dead? All right, go. Yeah. Man, I didn't think you well, would. on our honeymoon, when Nikki and I went to San Francisco, and I this was in '01, so I, you know, I'd been like three or four years back into listening to dead music, and I'm, I, I made her like, made her walk by the the house where they used to live in, you know, took a picture. I can't remember the the mm -hmm. you know the street address, whatever, but uh, yeah, you know, we're in Haight Ashbury yeah. and did that oh, yeah. whole thing, you know. Yeah. And I mean, the hell, right? I mean, yeah. it's uh, yeah, now it's, those. Those houses go for about eighteen million dollars, oh man. Right. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Crazy. Well. Yeah. So okay. Well, listen. I'm glad we uh, we finally got around to uh, the good old Grateful Dead. Yeah. Thankfully. Hopefully we did it justice. Hopefully. I'm sure we did not, but. Oh, you know. I think you know. I I think we you know I don't know if it was up to Rolling Stone standards. This was a pretty good episode. Well, I mean, I did see you know. So I've told you about one of my shows. So I got uh, nineteen about nineteen more to tell you. Well. About. You're just lucky I can't remember any of them specifically. <laughs> I was I was I was getting in for the long haul here. I was yeah, you know yeah. ready to hunker down. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next time. We'll be doing a deep dive into Paul Anka. <laughs> why? Why was this Canadian teen idol a lonely boy? Stay tuned. We'll find out. Oh, so to confused. Jerry, Grateful Dead. Hey man. Cheers guys. Cheers. Cheers.